0: It is June 6th, 2023, NXT, on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanoa tonight to talk about NXT. We have a new number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. We have another return from the main roster back down to NXT. And we had a hell of a bombshell at the very end of the episode, setting up a uh, new storyline for a hot up-and-coming wrestler that... uh, Going to get quite the opportunity, and we're going to get some more eyeballs on the product. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. is having some power issues in Puerto Rico tonight, so she is not here. So it's just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Alfred, what's what's going on in the news?
1: Well, uh, we'll start with some pretty bad news for the All Elite Incels, as AEW Collision is not selling very very well as a television show the show that was created for CM Punk is just fine CM Punk is on the struggle, although the seven tickets United Center which is a whole about 24,000 people uh, they might have to rope off half that arena so it's not the sellout that it was when CM Punk first came around AEW and he did move about 700 tickets in the 24 hours since he was announced but outside of that there's not a lot of good news to be had for AEW Collision particularly in canada where they're going to do a run of shows hamilton regina calgary they're not moving tickets very well at all out in canada of course forbidden door will be in canada aew forbidden door which is sold out i believe it's either near a sellout or it has sold out the scotia bank arena so that's doing well they're doing well internationally but when it comes to aew collision ticket sales when it comes to dynamite sales domestically uh, they're not selling well at all and this um Canada, very concerning numbers for AEW Collision on a Saturday night, which is going to face all kinds of problems, whether it's preemption, whether it's competition, Mm. as we've talked about. So AEW Collision seemingly getting off to the wrong foot, Glenn.
0: Yeah, it is always challenging to run a Saturday night television show, but we'll see. I mean, look, I think think it's going to debut decently. Whatever it debuts at, they're going to spin it as a huge victory. If they do half a million, that will be monster on a Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I think the debut is going to be comparatively. I don't know what the numbers are going to settle in at, but the debut is going to be one of the highest-rated shows in AEW Collision for you know the next year or whenever they have to build their audience. So that'll be a good barometer for where they're at. Uh, but it's going to be tough and. AW Collision, that first show where they're going to have the most eyeballs, they probably almost definitely need a big angle. They need something to get people talking and get them to keep tuning in. Because if they go the wrestlers route and they're going to have wrestling matches for the sake of wrestling, like that Rampage show this past week that did 357,000 people, AW Collision is going to be another Rampage.
0: Those matches were phenomenal Friday night. Very good. This is a good show of Rampage. No storyline, but phenomenal matches.
1: Yeah, very good matches, but again, I mean, we talk about this ad nauseum in terms of, we just saw this for the SmackDown show with the Bloodline angle that did the best number of the year. I thought I was being ripped. I saw these numbers before anybody did. I thought they were ripping me in terms of yeah. how well that SmackDown number was because Chief Jimmy is a draw. That was the draw, Chief Jimmy, not Roman Reigns. No, okay, it was Roman Reigns and the Butterscotch Belt was part of the draw in terms of SmackDown doing that huge number. But it's the because of the story belt. that they're telling.
0: The Butterscotch Belt sounds delicious in fairness.
1: It does. It I would delicious.
0: like to own the butterscotch belt, but more importantly, I'd like to visit the butterscotch belt. That sounds like somewhere like in South Carolina, you know, down in the butterscotch belt.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be at Willy Wonka's chocolate factory where he just turned a belt no. into butterscotch? No,
0: because they make chocolate at the chocolate factory.
1: Oh, that's right. Well, you, butterscotch, you give me uh, chocolate-covered butterscotch. How about that?
0: Uh, you, you don't need it. That's just mis- That mis- actually mis- sounds, mis- sounds delicious. Me. I'm not a big fan of
1: butterscotch, but if somebody covered butterscotch and chocolate, I might
0: take a bite. Okay. <laughs> what else? What else we got? What do you
1: think about the butterscotch belt, Glenn? Do you like the butterscotch belt? What, what, we haven't talked about this yet.
0: You just keep what calling it that. Your, your thoughts, as a term, but... it's fantastic. As a belt, it's okay. It's just okay.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I don't like it at all. I don't think it's a nice
0: looking belt. But it looks like AI. I don't you think it's going to be around. There. Yeah, it looks like AI merged together, like the World Heavyweight Championship and the Universal Title Belt and like basically all the belts. You know? Oh, Alfred's having audio issues. So, while he's getting that figured out, you tell us which uh, style of candy. Ooh, why isn't their belt made of candy? That would be impressive.
1: They got to bring the candy cane belt for December. They have the Shawn Michaels belt that does look like candy cane, so maybe they could use that one.
0: Mm. i'm sure there were no innuendos made whatsoever with Shawn michaels wearing that belt um and now i have that that gif stuck in my head sean doing that gesture uh anyhow what else is going on in the news
1: one of the all-time great gifts of course but you have to pause that GIF. happy pride month also, in uh, the news, is Vince McMahon has returned to gorilla position. Well, okay, not gorilla position. It was initially believed that Vince McMahon was in gorilla, but pro wrestling uh, journalism is a lot like Wordle, where they get it wrong the first time and the second time. You gotta, gotta give them a couple of times before they get it and all gotta, right, but five, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> give them about five tries and they'll get it right. And it seems that Vince McMahon, uh, back in terms of being backstage, not any overwhelming training. I I love these stories because it's just serving up red meat to the internet wrestling community so that anything that goes wrong on any of these shows, they can say, oh, it's because Vince is back. I thought Raw was just fine last night. I didn't think it was a horrible show. There was nothing on that show that rang to me that Vince was in charge. You got your internet wrestling match between Gunther and Kevin Owens. You want to give Vince McMahon credit for that? I mean, there was nothing on Raw that I thought, Seemed like vince's fingerprints were all over the product apparently any changes that were made were done earlier on in the day it wasn't a last minute chaotic scene but vince mcmahon because raw was in hartford connecticut vince mcmahon is based out of connecticut first wwe Stamford, connecticut so vince mcmahon paying a visit and uh he will continue to have a lot of decisions go through him in terms of the final say. so you know, Vince man will be a hovering presence in WWE, but if you saw SmackDown, if you see that they're planning something else in a big angle this Friday,
0: I don't think it's too much
1: of a concern just yet.
0: Yeah. No, it's... Um, look, maybe he just wanted some of those delicious steak wraps in catering.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say he wanted some delicious butterscotch, which <laughs> might have been on something there.
0: But <laughs> yeah, maybe. Not the no, burritos,
1: though. The steak wraps.
0: Yeah, the steak wraps. Look, it was a well-received show last night, so... I don't know what to think. I'm not saying someone in the comments last week was like, oh, you can't say everything Vince does is bad, which is true. Not everything Vince does is bad, but I don't know like that. Can can the internet wrestling community handle that reality that they like the show and Vince might've had something to do with that.
1: I don't think they can, but they're going to have to, because a lot of this bloodline stuff is a Vince McMahon creation. This is a Vince McMahon era where the bloodline got hot and, Here's the thing about Triple H and Vince. They actually make a good team because Vince McMahon is a good GM. He's very good at identifying the talent who should be on the show, seeing star power and potential in people. Vince picked Bianca. Vince picked Cody. Vince picked Roman. And Triple H is good at the day-to-day booking. When Vince McMahon books a product every day, it goes to shit. But Triple H isn't a very good identifier of talent because if you look at all the people who he came brought back – Who is the one guy who wasn't over when Vince McMahon was here who got over under Triple H? Just nobody. He brought back Karrion Cross. He pushed Tommaso Ciampa. That didn't work out too well. Unfortunately for Braun Strowman and Dakota Kai, they got hurt. Um, There's Bray Wyatt was brought back, and that hasn't worked out. Nothing Triple H has done to bring back talent has really worked out there. So I think they fill each other's weaknesses. Triple H so far has been kind of weak in terms of identifying talent. And Vince McMahon has always been weak booking a day-to-day product. So they fill in each other's weakness. It's like Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells.
0: Or chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, you know what they should <laughs> do? You know what they should have to do? I think we've got I've got the solution, Alfred. This will save it. This will make it easier for the internet wrestling community. This will make it easier for websites covering this. I think much like P. Diddy or Timbaland, whoever is responsible, Vince or Triple H needs to, like, intro the match and during the uh, during the the entrance be like, this is a Vincent Kennedy McMahon production, <laughs> you know? Or Triple H could just be like, and the theme be like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Triple so what H, you're saying you is you want Vince and Triple H all in the videos? Yes, dancing and on the mic and being like, this is the remix, Triple H style. And that way we'll know. We'll know who's responsible for what. Take that, take that, take that. Yeah, they, they do need their own drops. I
1: would like that.
0: Yeah, and occasionally you'll just hear like, Road Dog, baby. You know? <laughs> yeah, don't sleep yeah. on Road Dog. Yeah, I not Sean be Michael's crazy. can have his own drops for NXT stuff. Yes, this is what it needs, man. You know? Just you know, like a match starts, you just hear like, Michael Hayes. <laughs> you know? I'm oh, telling yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what we need. And that way, because, you know, like SNL, I don't know how SNL does this. I don't know if somebody leaks it to Twitter or to Reddit, but every week you get this list of like who wrote what. Now, we do get leaked to the producers' war of matches, but that really doesn't tell you anything. Like, I mean, it it doesn't tell you who booked the finish, who decided. So, yeah, I want this. I think this is necessary that we just have whoever it is gets to, like, hop on the mic. Maybe they can intro the match you know
1: i'd love that we do yeah we need drops we need something to identify who's maybe they can watermark it
0: yeah something you know and that way we can know who's really behind what we love and what we hate Calvin r alexander with the five dollar super chat saying when the dirt sheets are struggling aew has a bad news cycle nothing moves numbers like vince rising from the depths like godzilla to run raw
1: yeah, I think we should put a moratorium on these Vince McMahon, his backstage storylines, because at the end of the day, Vince McMahon is back. He's going to be having a hand in this product. But as long as he's doing so in like a final say version where he's not got his handprints all over it on a day-to-day basis. I really don't have that much of a problem with it. And I really think that it's kind of nonsensical that people keep running with these Vince McMahon is back stories because I don't think it's having all that much of an effect on the product. I know Raw after Mania was scary, and that caused a lot of people to panic. Mm. But I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue that Vince McMahon is back. I think he's realized that maybe if he takes a little bit of a step back, that it'll be better. But you know, crazier things have happened than Vince McMahon letting go. But I'll believe that when I see it.
0: Next Royal Rumble, you just hear Shane McMahon come over the mic and be like, you should have killed me last year. <laughs> like, this is a Shane McMahon joint. I'm going over.
1: That'd be a good drop for Shane. You should have killed me last year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, let's just get it all out there. Who's behind I like these
1: the things? idea. I like that. You know? I really do like that idea.
0: Yeah. What else is going on?
1: Final story, of course. UFC champions going to WWE is nothing new. Ronda Rousey, uh, Brock Lesnar by way of WWE, but going to UFC and coming back. The latest UFC megastar to potentially go to WWE is Amanda Nunez, who oh, is, yeah. of course, women's champion out there, uh, UFC Bantamweight champion, dominant, one of the best, arguably the pound-for-pound pound king, what man or woman. In terms of UFC, but Amanda Nunez has confirmed that that is something that is on the table is her going to WWE. She is an absolutely dominant force of nature in UFC, if you've ever seen her fights. Did have a little bit of a hiccup. uh, I believe it was last year, but since then has been uh, pretty much lights out. And I don't know. The thing with Amanda Nunez is she's never been all that much of a draw. She's an excellent fighter. She's like the... um, uh, who do we, you know, like maybe the Kyle O'Reilly of UFC where it's like a fantastic wow. wrestler who doesn't have that next level in terms of getting people interested in the character. Uh, so uh, Amanda Nunez, it'd be very interesting to see how she could be like a pro wrestling character. But uh, it is newsworthy that she has interest in WWE. But. Well,
0: you know, according to Modelo, she has that fighting spirit.
1: <laughs> she does. I don't think I she'd think be that, able to bring that sponsorship.
0: I think that's her highest profile. That's like what I remember her from the most.
1: Yeah yeah she's all over those commercials
0: because that commercial was everywhere for like a year who would you like producing
1: Amanda Nunez matches <laughs> since we're in the talk of wrestling promoters being producers
0: oh god that's tough that's tough well record promoters we're we bringing that in you know it's no, like wrestling promoters you know. I was gonna say Billy Corgan owns a wrestling company oh. so why why isn't Jermaine Dupree getting on this why why don't we have we had rock and wrestling why don't we have Raka wrestling and like Jay-Z starting his own promotion you I know?
1: like that. Timbaland yeah. needs to start his own promotion and he needs to book Bo Dallas so he can get his revenge for that rap battle that he lost to Bo Dallas.
0: <laughs> no, I think many um, I mean, could be good. The question is just how are they going to book her? You know, the problem is that with Ronda, like Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baylor's existence on the main roster made it clear there's only one spot for a Ronda Rousey dominant champ. In fact, I mean, Shayna... I mean, remember when she launched with that vampire thing? No, she wasn't really a vampire, but she was, like, biting Becky. Like, it was just bad, man. That was bad. That was wild. Yeah, pairing with Ronda is, like, the most consistent booking she's ever had. Yeah,
1: it really is. I mean, don't have Amanda Nunez bite anybody, as I think would be a rule of thumb there. And it's weird what's happened with Ronda Rousey. I don't think it's entirely her fault. She just doesn't come off as a biggest star as she wants to, she once had this aura. She was Ronda freaking Rousey. The first year or two of Ronda Rousey was incredible in terms of how they booked her to be special. And I'm just watching her in this tag team and she's just another woman. And and I don't think that's all her fault. There's a way to book people to make them come off the
0: stars and they're not doing that for Ronda. But you know, what's weird though is I think Ronda. Okay. So they wanted, so Ronda now with Shayna, they're being booked as like the dominant powerhouse MMA women's fighting champions, right? Like Mm -hmm. that makes sense ronda solo kind of wanted to be booked like that but not really because you could tell with her outfits i mean with the way she debuted right the way she debuted doing the sort of all shucks fan angle uh her and uh kurt angle versus triple h and stephanie i actually think that was the best she was booked as a character because after that it was like what did she want her shtick to be you know right she was very dominant but at the same time i think uh she also wanted to be presented uh, more like a traditional female superstar rather than just a pure athlete. And I think that now this fits her better being with Shayna because it can just be like pure brawling action.
1: I, mean, I thought she was great as a, a champion in terms of being unbeaten. Her debut match was phenomenal. They did a good job in terms of making that match entertaining and playing to her strengths. And I think she's a great athlete and, I don't know if this version of Ronda is superior to the singles star that we saw. She does seem more comfortable, and I'll say that she's gotten much better on the mic since then. Mm -hmm. But I do think that at some point, especially if she's planning on leaving anytime soon, I think the most they can get out of her is as a single star and feuding with one of the up-and-coming women, like
0: a Zoe Stark. Calvin Alexander, $2, saying Amanda Nunes can chase Ronda Rousey off.
1: I mean, that's what she did in UFC.
0: Hmm. Man, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: Yeah. It'll what be else? I, as somebody who loves UFC, I'd be very intrigued by Amanda Nunes. I just don't know how that would translate in terms of the mainstream fan, casual observer. It's,
0: but by the way, by the way, by the way, when you talk about a star from another thing going to a promotion, the response should be, oh my God, I'm so excited to see what they do. They're not well, I'm intrigued at the possibilities. Like, yeah. (laughs) Intrigue doesn't, people don't buy pay-per-views on intrigue. They buy pay-per-views on excitement. Exactly. I'd be excited if Conor McGregor came along. If you know what I mean?
1: There's, there are people in UFC who would make me excited. Amanda Nunez in terms of being a WWE superstar, doesn't sound like the greatest fit, but who knows? You never know until you see him in the ring.
0: Yeah. What else? uh, What else is in the news?
1: Oh, that is your news. Wow.
0: That's all the news.
1: Colby Covington's another who I want to see in WWE. He Mm -hmm. walks out to Kurt Angle's theme song.
0: Oh, Kind oh, of nice. Well, tonight, were you excited that Baron Corbin opened the show?
1: I don't know if excited is the word. I was intrigued. <laughs> I, I I was hoping Baron would use his old Lone Wolf theme music, but it was it
0: yeah, just that didn't little... fit.
1: That, it, that new music he has did not fit in NXT in terms of the character that he's playing right now.
0: I mean, they can't do it. It almost makes perfect sense for them to be like he got sent back down to NXT. They made him take a pay cut, like. They could be doing bum ass Corbin so well mm-hmm. right now. In fact, that should be revealed in this. That it's like it wasn't his choice to come back down there. That this is like uh this is like uh like in Bull Durham, like Kevin Costner, like someone getting sent back to the miners. Like that would be a good storyline for Baron Corbin with this.
1: Yeah, without calling NXT the miners outright, because you're kind of burying the, the promotion know, by doing it. But I do like the tie-in of bum ass Corbin losing out on his luck and losing his money and then having to go down to NXT. I think they missed the timing on that.
0: Well, and let me tell you this though. Uh, I think that the reason why I say that's a good angle is because they didn't do, they, they, they didn't want to do the angle of, I was the last person to pin Roman Reigns. Mm Hmm. You know what I mean? Like they could have made him look like a really big deal coming down there. And they made him look like a mid-size deal coming down there. And I like Baron Corbin a lot. I think End of Days is one of the best finishers in all professional wrestling. Um, I think Bumass Corbin is one of my favorite storylines ever in professional wrestling. And I think that him coming down and addressing Carmelo Hayes and being like, Oh, I want to get the NXT championship. And you know, I I uh never looked back after I was here, but now I'm coming back because I was here from FCW. Like, it was okay, but they I think that's the thing. They didn't pick a side of the road. They could have made him look really dominant, and like a hot shot coming back down there, or they could have made him look like this was a downgrade. And the fact that this is just kind of, they, they didn't give a good enough justification for why he was there.
1: Yeah, and now that you bring up the fact that he was going on television, repeatedly saying he's the last person to beat Roman Reigns, and they did not pay that off, is... Yeah. I, I don't i think they dropped the ball there I, I think that's not good continuity they should have at least had roman Reigns squash him
0: yeah um but this with this confrontation with Dragonoff and then trick williams blindsiding him like it was good mm-hmm. you know but um it's it's all in the story man it's all in the story of how they build this up and play this out just a good guy pick a side of the road uh we saw thea hale leaving the training facility of drew gulak and charlie dempsey you cut was there, yeah. Man, where's Where's Andre Chase? What's going on with Andre Chase? I have they made no him... idea,
1: and they still mention him on TV. So I mean, they're,
0: they're talking about him like I know you're not the hugest comic book guy, but in the comic books, like Professor X would just disappear for years at a time. People are like, hey, wouldn't know what happened. To Professor X, well, we'll be here when he gets back. Like Andre Chase is just <laughs> gone. You know, he's
1: just disappeared. They never give us any rhyme or reasons. They keep bringing his name up on TV. I I don't know what happened to Andre Chase. I wish yeah, they it's... had a fun excuse for it
0: why don't they just shoot a silhouette from the back and have his voice over an intercom like Charlie and Charlie's angels, Yeah, you know, at this point, um, I need proof of life that Andre chase is still alive and, and employed. Um, so yeah, this opening promo was, was just okay. I'm glad Baron's back, but, uh, I, I just want more justification from this, you know, just that he's there. Like yeah, he's going better- lesson, you know,
1: He pretty much came out and said he was going to be a gatekeeper without saying. Yeah. So who knows? I know that would have been good too. Yeah. Sorry. What were we going to say? I was just saying there were reports that he's not going to be there for long and there's no long term plans in terms of being there. But I would like to know why he's there while he is.
0: Actually, you know what would be a killer storyline is if he would have been there and he was like uh, Vince McMahon or Triple H or whoever. The powers that be personally asked me to come down here. And see who's worthy of a shot on the main roster. And do it that way. And present it that if somebody can beat him, then they get that shot. That he's like there to scout talent. That would have been good.
1: Yeah, that's something that they have in their back pocket. They can do with just about anybody on that main roster who comes down there. I I like that.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to fantasy book this. I'm just trying to prove that here we are spitballing all these things that make more sense than what we got. Which is like, "Mm, I'm here to, you know. You guys aren't tough. I'm here to teach y'all a lesson.
1: Here to put them out of work. He said he's gonna make the
0: oh. Sound cut off. Tony Khan once again censoring Alfred Conawa. But he will not be silenced. He will find a workaround. You cannot silence Alfred Conawa.
1: No, you cannot silence me. And uh, I, I have a, a, an old computer that it does need replacing that. I do plan on replacing it, but I get emotionally attached to my computers and it really just needs to die before I'm comfortable replacing my computer. So uh,
0: I have a separate computer for streaming a laptop that I don't put anything else on. So it will just run correctly. That's good. And it was supposed to be my new computer, but yeah, I'm emotionally attached to my old one as well. But I just
1: yeah. This. You write enough stuff on it. It's like a, it, it takes on a life of its own. It's like a living being. It's like a yeah. golden retriever. You're not going to kill your golden retriever or Pitbull or, or one of it's my true. personal favorites, a Yorkie. <laughs> no, I don't like Yorkies.
0: Uh, the Dyad and Ava Rain versus the Creed Brothers and Ivy Nile. Diamond Mine getting that split screen entrance tonight.
1: Oh, they always do. They, that's their thing. When they yeah. go to the ring, they get the split screen. They roll in there.
0: They're still being treated like a big deal. The Diamond Mine lives on.
1: Yeah, but they're a good tag team and I think they're getting better and I wouldn't say it's time for them to be called up, but when they do get called up, I'm very much looking forward to them working with a lot of different tag teams there. I think they could have great matches with the Usos. There's a lot that they can do on that main roster, I think.
0: Calvin saying Baron looked like a buster tonight.
1: (laughs) I didn't like his ring gear. His gear was just, it was like he mailed it in.
0: Yes. I mean, a scrub is the guy who thinks he's fly, so.
1: (laughs) He's like wearing sneakers. What's, what's going on here?
0: Uh, that's why I'm saying pick a side of the road. You couldn't do so much with this. Pick a side. Uh, Diamond Mind, though, still lives on. Creed Brothers and Ivy Nile tonight taking on the diet. And Ava Rain. Ava Rain winning this match and getting that pin by the distraction, the mask, and the headbutt on Ivy Nile. That was kind of nice.
1: Yeah, they didn't have her do much, nor should no. they have. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by Ava Rain, but the little time that she was in there was. Not the prettiest, but uh, she—you know—she's very new. It was only her second match. Gonna have to let her develop, but um, it, it was—it was a fun match in terms of a lot of the high spots that they did. I thought, uh, you know, people really got into Ivy Nile inflicting violence on men and and putting uh, one of the grizzly young veterans in that dragon sleeper. So I, I thought it was a good match overall. But then they tagged in Ava Rain, and she kind of had to run wild a little, a little bit and. It wasn't the prettiest to look at, but in terms of that offense, in terms of the offense that she had, but I like that finish. It was good that she put the the helmet on and, and head, but I think that's something that they could keep doing.
0: I think she's a very good performer in the sense she knows how to carry herself. She knows how to just move in front of a camera yeah. in a way that looks very poised. Um, I think she will great in the mask. The finish was good, but yeah, I have no clue what her wrestling skills are or where they're lacking right now. I think it's it's tough for her, though. I mean, in fairness, it's like when you're a generational talent like that, you don't really get the benefit of failing in private to learn and get better. But they've got to let her start having more matches in front, you know, in front of audiences if she's going to improve.
1: Yeah, whether it's on the road, whether it's more matches on TV, she definitely needs more reps. It'll be good to see him. You're absolutely right. It's not fair, especially if anybody, to be the daughter of The Rock, were lofty, impossible standards in terms of being a one-of-one. One. But at the same time, just as a wrestler, this could be said about a lot of people in NXT in that she needs a lot more reps, a lot maybe more practice in terms of going to the Performance Center. And, and she'll get there, I think.
0: Is she doing the Florida Loop House shows? I mean, she's not getting level-up matches.
1: I haven't ever heard anything and I don't think she has had any match. I think this is her legitimately her second match that she's ever been in there, which I, I think she really needs to be out there as much as possible, whether it's a loop, whether it's going on tour with the main roster stars and doing dark matches. I think that could be intriguing to people to see the Rockstar out there.
0: Yeah. Something. Um, but no, I think she's got a lot of potential, but the diet and got that win um, in a overall pretty good match, but let's talk about one of the, man, there were so many segments. Tonight, uh, Channing Stacks Lorenzo visited Tony D'Angelo in jail.
1: Yes, yes he did. About D'Angelo,
0: time. D'Angelo caught him up on all the prison news, including the fact he has a Peacock subscription so he can watch NXT the next day.
1: I didn't know they gave Peacock subscriptions in jail.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm surprised he didn't go further. He's like, you know, when I'm watching that Poker Face show, like Natasha Leone, that's a really good show. <laughs> yeah, If you know, she could tell when people are lying, I wish I had that skill. That'd be useful in a business like ours. I think Tony, he's watching Air, Absolutely. <laughs> and he, he, he's going to be so bummed when he finds that they canceled the Save by the Bell reboot. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Stax thinks it was Gallus that set him up. D'Angelo tells him his trust is good. I think it, I think it's Stax because. Me too. Yeah. It's got to be Stax.
1: Stax has been acting since the day this was announced. He, he has not been acting like an, a day one or a ride or die. He has not exhibited ride-or-die behavior, and I just don't trust him.
0: Can you imagine, though, the pop in a few weeks when we're going to get that moment when Tony D'Angelo shows up in that jumpsuit because he broke out of jail and shows up at a match?
1: I can't wait. Uh, I I might cry.
0: That's probably going to be the biggest moment in NXT for all of 2023.
1: In history. They need to sell Tony D'Angelo jumpsuits, too.
0: The segment was great. Tony D'Angelo. Uh, his, his wrestling is good, but the storyline potential for all of this and the fact that they're doing this story his was, is from they, they back. They pulled back for a while. Remember yeah. when it was just kind of general stuff, but this is like back to the beginning when he was bribing people, kidnapping people. Now he's, he's in the pokey and he's wondering who set him up
1: back to a life of crime. And then he's going to find out that his own man turned his back on him. The drama, the drama that's going to unfold.
0: Um, that unfortunately was contrasted with Von Wagner and Mr. Stone going to therapy. Oh, you like Von Von Wagner's previous therapy went wrong. And then, like, <laughs> I have to describe this for people that didn't watch this show. Then he's about to leave, but a hot female therapist comes out and greets him. And he tells Mr. Stone, like, wait outside, I got this. And I think they even played the sound effect with him winking at the
1: end of it. Very, yeah, very campy. I think it's self aware, though. I think they fully understand self-aware. how cheesy it is. And I thought it was—I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what we learned about Von Wagner. They're finally developing this character, which he's is not all we've hurt ever Anything he's going to be
0: dating that therapist, like, which is highly unethical, very unethical. But I think
1: she's going to get him to open up because that the story they're really telling is that Robert Stone has not been able to get Von Wagner to talk about this childhood photo that we keep obsessing over over the past month but this young lady is going to be able to speak to the softness of von wagner and get him to go to his inner child and emotionally recount why that picture is what it is
0: so i mean i'd put money on this that we're going to start having mr stone and von wagner come to the ring and von's therapist is going to be there with him
1: of course of course
0: A lot of blondes coming
1: into NXT. A week after I talked about how Tiffany Stratton needs an all-blonde stable, a lot of blondes coming. We saw the Canvasser twins, I believe, Cavender twins at Mm. the end of the night. A lot of blondes are coming into NXT, it looks like. Yes. Dana Uh,
0: Brooke? Yes. We'll talk about that. Uh, Blair Davenport versus Danny Palmer.
1: Very surprised that Danny Palmer was in this spot. She was a revelation in her debut. I'm not saying that she's Ric Flair or anything like that, but she had a great debut, showed a lot of promise, and just went in there to – maybe that speaks to how much they trust her is that they knew she could have a good, solid match where she had to sell a bunch. Um, Yeah, Blair Blair
0: just kicked the crap out of her tonight. And Blair, the parking lot attacker. Blair, the parking lot attacker. I wonder if she's responsible for Kevin Owens. I wonder if it goes that far back.
1: It might. And the thing is about continuity is like this woman has now admitted that she's injured all these women and nobody's coming out to get her get back to, to pull they're up. Her. Isn't it fight with somebody? Yeah. But they're friends. Okay. I, I get her fighting Blair Davenport. because That's so Ruka's friend. Okay. That makes sense. But what about all these other women who they're friends of these women who got attacked? They don't have any smoke for Blair.
0: Well, I've heard through the they grapevine. I've heard through the grapevine that the recovery of one of the attacked is going well. That's good. I so, wonder who
1: that
0: is. Wonder who that is. <laughs> Heard through the grapevine, but maybe they will come back sooner rather than later and attack Blair
1: and live their truth.
0: Amen. Uh, so Calvin saying Monica Clarissa. Sarah is the therapist. And, uh, that, hmm. uh, but wait a second. I, I'm sorry, uh, Calvin. I just want to go back to this, but thank you for identifying that. I would love it if Blair took credit for attacking Kevin Owens or not Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, who is it? Kushida. Oh, that Kushida. Was when Kevin yes, Owens yes, said yes. it's a damn shame. That's who it is. Right. That's who it is. That's, that's what I was thinking. So wow, wow. I'm the only person I ever confused. Kevin Owens and Kushida. But that would be the deep, deep, deep. Like back when all this stuff with Samoa Joe was going on, it was really Blair Davenport.
1: <laughs> that would be very deep because the, the reveal would happen. People were like, oh, that's right. Whatever happened to that guy?
0: Oh, it was a Kenta, not Kushida. Pardon me. Both start with a K.
1: That was Kenta. That's right. That's
0: right. Been one of those days. Been one of those days. I stopped working in the afternoon today because it was the afternoon, and I was like, I want to go get vegan ice cream because my brain was just elsewhere, and it's summer it feels Tuesday. like it feels like it feels like summer here in Vegas. I got summer brain already. Kenta, Kushida, all the K's. Kyle O'Reilly. Anyhow,
1: okay. we need one more K. Three K's is not a good number of K. How about a? Uh...
0: Yeah. Uh, Ken Johnson. Ken Johnson. There you go. Four K's. <laughs> Stable. <laughs> uh, that's right. Kento was a uh, Tommy at the time. It was Hideo, right? Hideo, Tommy. Yeah. Why well, do I think it was Kevin Owens? That's the best part because he said the damn shame part.
1: Because he was out there. He was out there and he walked yeah. by and, you know.
0: Anyhow, Blair Davenport should take credit for all of it and it'll be incredible. And I think I uh, that's what's necessary. But um, yeah, it is weird. Whenever we get that return, I'm not saying that it's going to be the person who recovery is going well, but whoever returns and beats the crap out of her or maybe multiple people, like I, I would have them bring out everyone and just like do a massive attack on Blair Davenport.
1: Yeah. I mean they had all the women there for that battle royal. Like, but yeah, I that that would be and Blair Davenport pulled up to that battle royal too. So it's like they have every excuse to attack her.
0: Noon Mountain saying Dylan Legato, yeah, Blair Davenport was behind that as well. Legato kidnapping yeah. people. Blair, Blair just had that parking lot on lock. Kenta comes back, hits the GTS on Blair. There you go. Um, so <laughs> This match with Danny was okay tonight, but yeah, Blair, I mean, she's putting the locker room on notice. I don't know. I, I worry about this. this. Like she's, she's in such a golden spot to have her be the person to take credit for all of this. Like tonight felt like a B level execution of that.
1: Yeah. It's like they're starting to heat her back up in terms of now she has to go in there and wrestle because she's already paid off the storyline but I don't think they're doing a good job of attaching Blair to this dangerous attacker who keeps laying people out. But she had a good showing. I mean, Blair's very good in the ring. So hopefully they keep building on the fact that she attacked these women. And she just doesn't become this wrestler because that's a big angle.
0: Kelvin, $2 Super Chat, saying, hey, just see Danny get beat up like that. I mean, Me too. somebody had to. But, oh, here's the other thing, though. If she's the parking lot attacker and that was her big thing and big gimmick, shouldn't she have just, like, ran in and, like, uh, 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 nancy Kerriganed someone and then like ran out yeah like why is she even wrestling Matt? how do we know what yeah that should be your gimmick right is she just like on your way to the ring yeah i mean like if if it was a male wrestler it would be like i just walk in and bobby hill kick someone in the nuts and then leave and raise my hand in champion glory (laughs) that'd be a solid nxt gimmick of just someone that no, that, that was uh, all they did every time was just come and kick someone in the nuts and leave. Um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought this match was okay, but yeah, I think uh, they should do something a little bigger for. Me. Yeah,
1: I have no problem with it being Danny Danny Palmer in terms of an opponent for Blair Davenport, but that seems like a couple of weeks down the road in terms of her first big match. If you're going to be heating her up and having her in these squash matches, you can do other people before you get to the friend of the person that you took out.
0: But then we had Dana Brooke pull up in the parking lot and we knew where Blair Davenport was. She was busy. So Dana Brooke wasn't attacked. Smart girl. Maybe this is the only way to keep the parking lot safe is to keep booking Blair Davenport.
1: See, that's a funny angle is that anytime they show a Blair Davenport match, you cut to the NXT parking lot, like a picture in picture, and it's just filled up with people (laughs) because they know it's safe right now.
0: We should really be writing for NXT. (laughs) That's what this podcast has taught me. Um, But yeah, Dana Brooke. Love that Dana Brooke's back in NXT. Love to see her getting an opportunity, and I hope she's sticking around. I actually think, um, I tweeted this, I would love to see her mentor Thea Hale or be in a tag team with Thea Hale.
1: I'd actually like to see her with Tiffany Stratton because it is good to see her in NXT, but she was not getting a very warm and friendly reaction. And I do think that WWE is starting to kind of push it with all these main roster stars on NXT because when it's one main roster star coming in, they always get a big pop. They're always treated like a superstar, but they're now starting to kind of trickle into where Nick Khan is talking about NXT is going to be kind of a third brand with more main roster talent. I feel like the crowd is going to start pushing back against that. And I think uh, Dana Brooke would be a better heel in NXT.
0: Mm well we shall see uh but then we had trick williams versus baron corbin
1: This is good. Shirk Williams is getting good, man. All he needs to be is just an okay wrestler, and he's got everything else to be a superstar. He does not need to be Will Ospreay or any of this, like, internet wrestling stuff. He just needs to be an okay wrestler, and I think he's got potential to be a very good wrestler, uh, and he's got the whole package. So I thought he looked very good in there with Baron Corbin, and it kind of made me realize this is why Baron Corbin's here. He could get a good match out of a lot of different people in in terms of the way he works.
0: Yeah, I thought this was good, and uh, I think that... With Trick I wonder what the I wonder what the angle is. You know the problem is he's been Carmelo's second so much as hype man. But he can definitely wrestle.
1: Yeah, inevitably he'll have a split with Carmelo, hopefully no time soon. Yeah. But he's the most overset up guy they've had in NXT in a while because people love him.
0: Yeah, but this match with Baron was very good tonight. Baron won at the end of days. But I rather enjoyed this match.
1: Yeah, he, Baron Corbin brought a picture of Kevin Owens' playbook in terms of his gear, with the tank top and the gym shorts. He, he <laughs> What's it in his Sunday best tonight?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. I liked his his original NXT gear. Me too. Yeah. I thought it looked okay tonight. Um, But yeah, it, it was a little uh, creative wrestler. A little bit of a gear remix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we went from that to hard-hitting home truths with Nathan Fraser and special guest Dragon Lee. I did like that he named Noam Dar's group. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the Jackson Five minus one.
1: That was funny. This is fine. You know they're doing the takeoff of last week tonight, but without the jokes. And uh, at least they have chemistry together, I guess. Yeah. Noam it was Dar. Fun. I mean, not Noam Dar. Um, Nathan Fraser and Dragon Lee.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I think that building something with Noam Dar is good. We then had Mackenzie Mitchell backstage with Mustafa Ali, and Wes Lee walked in and offered Ali a North American championship match. But Ali declined and then went out to face Joe Gacy, America's sweetheart.
1: Very interesting. I think they might be building toward a triple threat match. I don't know why he would decline. I think what Mustafa Ali is doing is – Cause he was talking about how he wanted them to wrestle and tear the house down. That think he's manipulating them so that they beat the hell out of each other. And then he challenges for a triple threat match.
0: Hmm. Joe Gacy in an interesting spot now, because I feel like he's had so much promo time and the schism wrestle so much or the dyad within the schism that it's like, I don't know. It's, it's weird to see him do a match. Like he almost doesn't have to do these matches.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he could work. He's a wrestler okay. at the end of the day. He's got a, the wrestle matches. And I thought, again, he looked very good in here. He's one of the best wrestlers down there in NXT. And I, I thought he was good. I thought he was good here. I mean, Mustafa Ali is obviously a very good worker. So you knew this was going to be a good match. And,
0: and oh, I he beat he him fine. pretty easily. But yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah, um, it was and was- then the
0: Dyad blindsided Ali after.
1: Yes. So we're going to get that six-man.
0: Yeah. So next week, uh, Riff Fowler, Jagger, Reed... The diet and Joe Gacy and Ali. That'll be exciting. And then we had Eddie Thorpe versus Damon Kemp tonight.
1: Kemp was robbed, man. Kemp is doing the old Bret Hart gimmick where he's going to be whining, but he has a legit gripe. He had his foot on the rope. He was robbed in this match. I like Eddie Thorpe a lot. I see so much more potential in Damon Kemp than I do Eddie Thorpe. God love Eddie Thorpe, but as the complete package i think damon kemp is your guy
0: yeah i mean they're booking them both pretty well here i think this match yeah, is okay.
1: eddie thorpe had that hiccup where he i can't remember who did he lose to he just lost pretty much a squash match oh it was tyler bait i think it was yeah tyler bait hmm. and now he's back to having an actual feud with damon kemp
0: yeah then davocado took on scripps Very which shocking what, finish. Which is what his friends and family call him. Scripps. That is, that is
1: we what can the streets call him Reggie. Call
0: him. The streets call him Scripps.
1: It's so funny because like, when he's Reggie, people want to chant Reggie. And now that he's declared that he's Scripps, people went back to not caring. Like, Call yeah. this guy Reggie. Reggie works. It's easy to chant. It's a character that people like. Scripps is just associated with too much failure. Mask or no mask.
0: I mean... We don't really do listicles and most bad gimmicks are thankfully forgotten, but scripts was so bad. It will never be forgotten. (laughs)
1: No, not on this podcast, especially
0: No. (laughs) Yeah. One of the more infamous, uh, what the hells that NXT has ever done. Um, but axiom interfered, distracted Davocado got scripts back in the ring, uh, tonight. And Scripps got the win on Davocado, rolled him up. Yeah, and then Davocado the laid out both Scripps and Axiom. Yeah.
1: So are we building to a two on one? It looks like I'm, I'm certain that that's where this is going.
0: Yeah. G Roy J, he didn't choose the name Scripps. Scripps chose him. <laughs> then the number one contenders battle royale for the NXT Women's Championship tonight.
1: Ooh this was not a good battle royal
0: this even and
1: when it started like Vash legend was spinning somebody around they weren't doing a good job of telling you who a lot of these unknown women were this was, was a bit of a cluster, helicopter spin yeah. and the women should have been spread out so that they don't hit anybody and they were hitting people and that was scary how it started and it didn't get much better from there
0: poor Gigi dolan like illuminated third by like keanu yeah uh, Kalani Jordan, J- Jakar Jackson, Lash Legend, Valentina Furrows, Ulysses Leon, Tatum Paxley, Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez eliminated in the middle. Kind of crazy. Yes,
1: and they're doing so with Gigi. She's going to be doing a program with Kiana James, it seems. And then with Roxanne Perez, Blair Davenport and Tatum Paxley look like they're together, and they're going to be feuding with Roxanne.
0: Do you think Kiana James is going to buy Gigi's old house and turn it into... Oh, yeah. She better... When is when
1: is she going to make an acquisition? Because for a businesswoman, I haven't seen too many acquisitions made by Keanu. It's time to start making some moves. The market is low. It's time to start buying some property.
0: Could you imagine if this were like the Attitude Era, and they would be like, she's gonna be like the female Godfather. She's gonna manage like a stable of women. <laughs>
1: I love it. She's going to have her women of the night because they couldn't call her, No, no, but they'll, they'll, like
0: right? they'll be like all, they'll be like all only fans models or something. Oh, you there know? you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they'll reinvent it. They'll be like, this is yeah. progressive in a weird way.
1: <laughs> She'll be like what Heidi Fleiss. Is that her name?
0: Well, yeah, but for models, though, not for illegal for models, activity. Yeah, professional, yeah. legit. That's yeah. what
1: Godfather did when when WWE went PG and they tried to still have the Godfather character and they couldn't call them hoes. They called them escorts, ladies of the night. He, he, he escorts, went is escorts is worse. Escorts <laughs> worse.
0: Ho can mean a my- myriad things, like escort means one thing. Ah, uh, that's yeah, that's actually somehow worse in a way. Ah, uh, but no, I think that um yeah kiana james has to do some business acquisitions uh jc jane and Lyra i don't think Vickilrich. they call them
1: escort they, they call them ladies and i'm putting the word escort out there but i think they call them ladies this is the night for them also lady it, of the night
0: yeah unless you're a vampire lady of the night means you know one. okay
1: for what a time, about what's worse would you call a woman to her face would you call her a lady of the night would you call her
0: a hoe would you call a woman a whole hoe to her face I'd probably go. I would find the most polite way to say "lady of the night." I would be like, <laughs> "Look at you!" It's oh, here's how I would say it: like, "It's the lady of the night." You know?
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, see, it can be it can be remixed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander saying Tatum Faxley and Blair Davenport together is pure sim bait.
1: <laughs> That it is. It is sim bait. Are you uh, taking the sim bait as a question, Kelvin?
0: yes uh then Kiana James and uh Fallon got eliminated so I think their their thing is over but then it came down uh then core Jade and Dana Brooke and I was really shocked I, I thought Dana Brooke just because we there was a trend tonight and every time star returns to NXT star wins their match I thought it was gonna be Dana Brooke Cora Jade seems like that make a lot of sense Cora Jade versus uh Tiffany Stratton Dia Hale with a surprise win don't hate it, don't think she's going to win, but I love me Cynthia Hale. Me too. And the crowd was very much behind Thea Hale.
1: And I too, I think it was very clever for WWE to bring in Dana Brooke for that reason, that it made it seem like, okay, Dana's going to win this. And it made it more exciting when Thea did win. So I thought this was great. I'm looking forward to Thea Hale versus Tiffany Stratton. I think it's a great babyface versus heel feud. And I'm looking forward to this all blonde stable that they seem to possibly be building with Tiffany Stratton. I think they've been listening to me
0: there you go um yeah it was a fun battle royal but there there were just too many people in there to start with it took a little too yeah. long
1: that too to many green people there there was just a lot whenever there's a battle royal that will tell you just what the experience level of the roster is and it's not very good and so there were a lot of clunky spots in this battle royal. a lot of very well, scary spots
0: because they they called up a lot of the the veterans of the nxt women's division so now we're in kind of a not full rebuild mode but a bit i worry about Gigi dolan Gigi dolan just came off this massive program with jc jane seemed like she was getting over as baby face and yeah Yeah. now kiana james kiana james better buy something better buy something near and dear to her
1: yeah i like your idea i think she should buy that she should at least put an offering
0: Uh, we need something. Um, but no, this, this was okay. It's all, always fun, but, uh, we had Duke and Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, the Cavender twins, and several chase U students celebrating with Hale. That was a very nice moment at the end.
1: Yeah. I thought that was great. I mean, I don't know why they just let all these fans in the ring, but I, I'm with it. It was a great, it a great. Uh,
0: and then while well, Alfred fixes his audio, uh, at the very end, much like a Marvel movie, but not Spider-Verse, because Sony doesn't believe in after credit scenes. But much like a Marvel movie, we had something at, at the very end, after the after the, the credits were rolling, when Braun Breaker was in the NXT parking lot. And again, no one attacked him. Nope. Blair, Blair, Blair was busy celebrating our win. We figured it out. Uh, Braun Breaker looks in the camera and challenges Seth freaking Rollins, demands he show up on NXT to put the World Heavyweight Championship on the line, So this is, instead of Braun getting his call up, we're going to have Seth come down. Does Okay, here's the the question, because this is crazy, but I got to ask the question. It's a crazy question. Does Braun beat Seth for that championship on NXT? He does not, but I would not be mad if
1: he did. Like, Seth does not need that belt. If he loses a belt, yeah, that would suck. I don't think it would hurt him too much. You could make Braun by having him beat Seth for that belt, even if that means, I mean, I'm not a fan of this type of booking, but if he flips it back to Seth Rollins a month later or shortly after, okay, maybe on a Raw episode. But you can make Braun by having him beat Seth. and Absolutely. He'll inevitably be made, and this is one way to do it.
0: And even the fact that he was saying, like, you were the first NXT champion, like, I'm the future of this company, come down here, and let's see how tough you really are. I'm looking forward to this, but I have no clue where they're going with this because I think that it doesn't make sense to have Seth come down to NXT, fight Braun, and Braun loses.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. The dynamic of Seth coming down to NXT, come down to NXT, beat Braun, then you leave the territory after beating the top star there. uh, I don't know if I'm a fan of that type of booking, especially with the champion. I mean, I could see it to where Seth Rollins is trying to be this workhorse who defends it everywhere, so I could see it from that standpoint, and he should be favored to win. But I'd have no problem if Braun Breaker won that.
0: Seth Rollins defending that on NXT, this is going to be the single biggest main roster investment that they've ever made in NXT in terms of- Yeah,
1: that's a great point, especially in terms of somebody wrestling on TV. Have we ever had a world- I don't think we've ever had a world champion
0: defend a main roster
1: world championship on NXT television.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a big deal. One that it's Seth now. Maybe Seth will come down there and it'll be promos and it'll happen on Raw. That is quite possible.
1: Yeah, I don't like. Okay, if it does happen on Raw, okay, that makes sense. It's cool. Whatever. That's a good way to kind of call up Ron if that's the way that they plan on calling him up. But I would like to see this match in NXT. It would mean more for that title. It would be. It would make the title
0: seem like a bigger deal if it was in NXT. I think it happens at Great American Bash? Sure, I'd have no problem with that. It's actually kind of weird they didn't do that the night they were doing a pay-per-view against AEW because that seems like a WWE. Mm,
1: yeah. And that would be a formidable thing to go against AEW.
0: Yeah. This is exciting. I mean, I know we're talking about this at the end, but they dropped this bomb at the end. And this in you know, a and this could be like potentially the biggest match that's ever happened on NXT in from the WWE grand universe.
1: Season. Yeah it could be big and if braun wins it'll be bigger
0: yeah man i mean they would really that would that would be that would be absolutely incredible
1: great i want to see that i want to see that spear on seth rollins i think seth rollins would take the hell out of that spear
0: maybe seth wants to take some family leave and uh Mm. spend some time you know not carrying this company on his on his back Man, um, it's an exciting ending. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes next week. Me
1: too. I think, I think it's good. Good cliffhanger. Very good.
0: Yeah, probably one of the, the again, the biggest cliffhanger ever in NXT. Yeah. So there you go, folks. That was NXT tonight. Follow Alfred at This Is Nasty. I'm my Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.